when you in unity, you'll be sitting there saying, God, I have enough. God gonna say, don't worry about it. You, you, you don't even want, you, you don't even have to want it. It's gonna chase you down, catch you, and bless you, whether you want it or not. You'll be in unity, y'all. And things gonna happen to you, hallelujah, that you ain't prayed for. Things gonna happen to you that you ain't invested in. <laughs> things gonna happen to you that you ain't applied for. And you're gonna say, God, where is this coming from? God gonna say, it's cause you're unity. Because the Bible says, there the Lord commands the blessing. Some couldn't get here, amen, because of the weather, but we know that you're here with us uh, in spirit, amen. And, uh, and let me tell you, that map blessed me. Did that map bless y'all, amen? Because sometimes you need, a, you need to see a thing, amen, to understand what's really going on, amen. And, and that map just showed me, man, hallelujah, that, that hallelujah, by the end of this year, hallelujah, <laughs> let me tell you. It's going to be Philly all over the place. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, and I just want to say amen to all those that's here and all those, amen, that might be live streaming, amen, from all over the nation, all over the world, amen. This is a grand opportunity for you to get behind something that is actually world changing, all right? Hallelujah. So I need you to watch out for God as he provides in your life. Amen. Watch closely because he's going to bless us with some supernatural, ridiculous provision. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And when he do so, amen, you, you have to just settle it in your heart that I am going to get behind this vision. I am going to make sure that all those dots that there's a church, even if I have to build it myself, even if I have to just take one and say, the Orlando church is mine, I'm going to support it. If I'm going to have to, you know what I'm saying? Just settle it in your heart. Somebody say, Lord, provide for the vision through me. I will give. I will tithe. Give it to me and I will be faithful. Give it to me, and I won't let you down. Give it to me, and I'll make sure they hear your gospel. Give it to me, Lord, and I will build Philadelphia all around the world. Give it to me, God, and I will do what you need me to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. How many people believe that? How many people believe that? How many people believe that? If God was looking for somebody to give a blessing to, could he trust you this morning? Woo, could he trust you? You see what's going on. You see what's going on. So be watching for it. Be looking out for it. Amen. Hallelujah. And even as you step out on faith, amen, if you know he's going to do it through you, hallelujah, start giving now. You understand what I'm saying? Start giving now. Amen. Amen. Say, God, I'm going to show you. Oh, God. 
I'm going to show you how real I am. I, I'm going to show you how much I trust you. Hallelujah. I'm going to give a little something now. I'm going to give a little widow's mite now. I'm going to give $2, $5, 10 I'm going to give it now because I believe. Hallelujah. That the camels are coming. So, so, so whoever can receive this, whoever can receive this, whoever can receive this in your heart and in your mind, whoever has the faith, amen. Get back on Cash App. Get back on Simple Give, amen. And do something for the Lord to support where we going, y'all. Because I'm telling you, you will not be given, hallelujah, to bad soil, on bad ground. You're giving on good ground this morning. You're giving on good ground this morning. You see what's going on. You see what's going on. Hallelujah. You're giving on good ground this morning. Listen to me good. It's good ground this morning. What other church you can go to, hallelujah. Hallelujah, where a denomination is springing up. Anybody hear me up in here? This is, God is doing a new thing in our lifetime. Get behind a new thing in our lifetime. Uh, uh, if it was Dr. King in the movement, would you give? Would you stand behind it? This is your Dr. King moment. This is your Dr. King moment. This is your civil rights moment. Because God is waking his people. 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 And this is the vehicle that he is using. Would somebody put gas in God's vehicle that he is using? <laughs> Would somebody put gas in God's vehicle that he's using? I, I, I promise you, I promise you, this is not bad ground. This is not bad ground. This is not Bad ground. I'm praying a thousandfold blessing on you right now. This is not bad ground. And there's somebody out here who don't have much. <laughs> Might have two quarters in their pocket. <laughs> Hallelujah. Guess what? I tell you, don't keep the two quarters. Sow the two quarters. Put it in. Put it in. <laughs> Put it in good ground. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Hey, I promise you the 50 cent gonna turn into a thousand. I promise you it'll turn into five thousand. I promise you it'll turn by the end of the year to 50,000 in the name of Jesus. Not because I said it, but I know my God that he's a rewarder. Woo. He's a rewarder. He knows how to open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. We don't have room enough to receive. Listen to me. As we get together in one accord on this purpose to plant these satellite churches, woo, on one accord, woo, on one accord, woo, the Bible says there, woo, he commands the blessing. Anybody hear me up in here? Right now, I stand in agreement with my God. I command blessing upon your life. In the name of Jesus, I command it upon your life. Hey! In the name of Jesus. With the dominion of Christ, we command the blessing upon your life. <laughs> we command fruitfulness on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The rain that we experience is, is not regular rain. <laughs> 
It's breakthrough rain. It's breakthrough rain. It's breakthrough rain. He's only watering what's about to produce. Hey, God, it's breakthrough rain. It's breakthrough rain. You're about to be fruitful and multiply. It's breakthrough rain. It's breakthrough rain. It's breakthrough rain. The trees in your life are about to blossom and flourish. Apples, oranges, figs, businesses. Ooh, income, accounts, hallelujah. Increase. Ha. It don't matter about the Dow Jones. It don't matter at all what the economy doing. Ha. You gonna sow in the time of famine. Cause the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all upon you. Hallelujah. You might as well praise him now. You might as well shout hallelujah now. You might as well shout hallelujah now. Because the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's a yes year. It's a yes year. It's a yes year. Hallelujah. 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 So these daughters and sons of God, these princes and princesses, kings and queens in your own right, amen. We come on one accord, here in Lafayette and abroad. Woo! I decree a thing. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, running over. Running over, running over in your life, running over in your life, running over in your life. That the work of God might be done in our time, y'all. In our time, with our money, with our money. Hallelujah. Do it, God. All those that stand in agreement, say in Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thousandfold blessing. Thousandfold blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see y'all this morning. Amen. And I'm telling you, that map just did something to me. That map just did something to me. Deacon Carl, it's an answer to prayer, Deacon Carl. You know? That's a long way from M.P. Moss Middle. That's a long way from the office on Moss Street. That's a long way from 201 Pine Street. That's a long way. Even from 200 Willow, that's a long way from Little Lafayette, Louisiana, y'all. My God, my God, my God, my God. But God can do big things from obscure places. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Hallelujah. Glory to the most high God. Well, saints of God, we're going to take our Bibles and turn to John chapter 17. Amen. We're going to get cranked up this morning with the word of God. Hallelujah. My plan is not to keep you long, but we always let the Holy Spirit have his way. Amen. Uh, uh, that's my plan. But we always leave space for the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and men of God, listen, as, as, the, as the women of God came back with their vision boards, amen, uh, use her vision board as your roadmap for prayer. Amen. That vision board is how you should pray for her. Amen. Because this is what she wants the most high to do in her life in the immediate future. So use that vision board. Just don't take that thing and forget about it. No, take a, take a picture of it or put it in a place where y'all could see it. Because this is going to show you, amen, what she wants the most high to do. Amen. Uh, uh, also, amen, as y'all pray for that vision, amen, man of God, add some stuff to it yourself. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the vision for her becomes a family vision. Amen. And when you, when you write the vision and make it plain, amen, they that read it can what? They can run with it. Amen. But always leave a little space for God, for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because sometimes our vision is short-sighted. <laughs> and God got bigger and better things for us. Amen. You say, God, this is what we want, but never... The less. Anybody hear me up in here? If you, if you got something better, hallelujah, this is what we're praying for, but never the less. Ha! If you got something greater, God, if you, woo, but never the what? The less. Hallelujah. Because we know how to get in order. We know how to be in unity. Because his glory is what we really want. His praise in the earth is what we really desire. So we know how to give a nevertheless, even as we write vision for our family and for ourselves. Can we do something together, amen, before I move on? Can we breathe together for a little bit? Can we just get on one accord for a second? Can we show the Most High that it's not only one Lord and one God, one faith, one baptism? Can we show them, hallelujah, that we're not only one nation and one church, but in actuality, we have one breath? Because the breath in our long lungs is really all just one. It's his breath that's in our lungs. <laughs> Anybody hear me up in here? Can, can we just breathe together for a second? Hallelujah. And, and not just us in here, but can you imagine around the nation they breathing with us? Can you imagine in Haiti they breathing with us? Can you imagine in, in, in England and Europe they breathing with us? Don't you know Atlanta is breathing with us today? And, and Dallas is breathing with us today? And from Los Angeles to New York? Our nation is breathing together again. So I'm going to lift my hands and we're going to inhale. And I'm going to put them down and we're going to exhale. Can we breathe together? Come on, let's go. One breath. One people. One church. With one Lord. 
look into one cross. Believe in one gospel. One Bible. One God. One hope of heaven. And we all want to hear him say one thing. Come on, let's give him some glory. You feel that? <laughs> you feel that? My God. It's one heartbeat. Hallelujah. It's like I could feel. The oneness, I can, mm. oh, God. Mm. Ooh, thank you, Father. Oh, we stronger than you think. Oh, we stronger than you think. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible reads in John 17, verse 11, it says, Then said Jesus unto Peter, uh, uh, No, that's the wrong chapter, y'all. Let me get on one accord with y'all. Hold on. He said, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I came to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have joy, my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world had hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Most high God, we thank you for your word. And we pray, O King of kings and Lord of lords, that you would inhabit the praises of your people, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you would send your mighty rushing wind in this place, God, and that you would send the cloven fire, tongues of fire upon our heads, God. Restore the power of Pentecost through your church, King. Bless us, O oh Daddy. Make us a juggernaut in the day in which we live. 
Help us, Lord God, to do such a great work for your glory that generations to come would write about the time that we're living in today, that they would sing about the time that we live in today, that in heaven, God, hallelujah, as we walk the streets of gold, God, that many tales will be told, God, of 2023, O King, when you use your people to flip the devil's kingdom upside down. And Father, we pray that when it's all said and done, that we would not take any praise, any glory, but that we would give all the glory unto you. Now save the lost amongst us, sanctify the saints amongst us, and bless us, O King, with a hedge of protection, a wall of fire, and a battalion of your most holy, strong, angelic hosts to stand guard as we conduct the kingdom business of heaven. We pray you do it even now in our midst and in every place this word is going out electronically, God, or by any type of vehicle correspondence. Protect your people now. In Yahshua, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, saints, hallelujah, we have been talking about Hallelujah, praying uh, like the master. That's what we've been getting into. Hallelujah. And uh, we've been going in, uh, glory to the most high God. And, and we've settled upon, amen, after talking about uh, keeping, that Jesus prayed uh, for the most high to keep us. Uh, he prayed that we might be one. He prayed for unity. <clears throat> and that's what we've been on. We've been on just this this unity tip, this oneness tip. And we'll get to joy and sanctification and heaven and love eventually, amen. But that's where we are right now. Come on, give God some glory for the worship team, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. For just blessing us under the auspices of Minister Brian, amen. And we praise God uh, for him and his team. Hallelujah. And, uh, and not only that, but he, he's organizing the team, not only in Lafayette, but in Dallas and in Atlanta. Amen. And hallelujah. They're doing some things. Amen. They're they, they, they bringing worshipers from Dallas and Atlanta for Purim. Amen. It's going to be a united worship. Philly, Philly United will be here. Amen. And so hallelujah, Atlanta worshipers will be here and Dallas worshipers will be here. Amen. Could you imagine a day, amen, when Baltimore worshipers and Florida worshipers and they from all over the place, man. Hallelujah. Baton Rouge worshipers. Hallelujah. I hear you out there, Brother Chesterfield. They just coming and converging on the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we just worshiping together. Hallelujah. With one purpose, with one goal. Amen. In unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's where we going, y'all. Can you feel it in the air? Amen. I don't know about you, but me and First Lady talk about this all the time. When we leave church, there's such a refreshing feeling. Hallelujah. Uh, it's almost like he's given us the unity already that we've been praying for. Amen. And, and I guess he's already given it in the word. We just now we realizing it and we, we striving for it. We sustaining it. We maintaining it. Amen. Because it's already been given. Amen. Hallelujah. But but church feels good. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Church feels good. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we got to do. Amen. We got to come to church. Get what we got to get and then do what? Yeah, we got to, we got to, 
We got to go home. We got to get out of here. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> we want to be unity. We want to be unified. Amen. And so we're looking at unity. And let me just run through some things. Amen. Not to be redundant, but to remind you so that we can allow the Most High to take this word with a pen of iron, with a tip of a diamond, that he would write this upon the tablets and the pages of our heart, that we would never forget it, that it would actually become a part of the DNA of this church. And it is great that it, it start now, all right, while we still laying the foundation to this denomination that unity would be, hallelujah, a, a, a major stone. Christ is the cornerstone, but a major stone that we set, amen, in the foundation, amen, that we would be unified. <clears throat> Martin Luther King used to say, we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as fools, all right? Yeah. Unity is so important for the survival of a family, a business, a church, and a nation. And while we go through this, this series, be, be present, amen, to get unity in all of these areas. Put your family on one accord, amen. all right? God's going to be showing you some things about your house, amen, so you can get it in one accord, amen? He's going to be showing you some things about your business, about your workplace, amen? Because the truth of the matter is God wants to bless you, all right? But he can't bless no mess. Anybody hear me up in here? All right, all right? So he's showing you some things not to, not to cause trouble, Amen. Not to cause confusion, but to cure confusion. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, to, so you can so you can get the confusion out of the way. And so in your family, in your business, your workplace, in the church. Amen. A lot of times we think we're going through trouble when God is actually just providing a way for us to be unified. Amen. All right. And it's a lot of times the things that hurt us the most be the things that do us the best good. Ooh, anybody hear me up in here? <laughs> Hallelujah. And as a nation, amen, we're going to need that unity. Amen. He's going to be working on that as a people. Uh, we saw in Hosea that he's going to, in the last days, bring us to a place where we can have some unity. And so unity is strength, but division is weakness, y'all. We saw if the spiders would unite, they could tie down a lion. Thomas Paine, amen, said, it is not in numbers but in unity that our great strength lies. We need to understand where there is unity, there is victory, all right? There is victory. And we're going to find out about that today, I'm telling you. Where there's unity, there's victory, all right? There's always a blessing in unity. But when there's not unity, hallelujah, blessings are few and far in between, Mark 3.25, if a house be divided, y'all, against itself, that house cannot stand. It doesn't even need an outside enemy to do it. It's going to be an inside job and the house going to fall. Those inside going to tear it down. And we use the example of the Great Wall of China that the enemies on the outside couldn't get in, but it was some sellouts on the inside that allowed the enemy in. So it is with our families, so it is with our, our businesses, so it is with our church, so it is with our nation, y'all. 
God done put us in a place as a church that the gates of hell can't prevail. Huh? He done put us in a place as a nation where he said as, as long as the sun is rising and the moon and the stars, you will always be a nation before the most high God. Nothing can destroy you. Nothing can take you down. The only thing can take you down is yourself. It's yourself. As long as you remain disobedient, remain under the Deuteronomy 28 curse, you're the only one that can hurt you. Remember when Balaam went to curse you, you can't curse something that God done bless. Anybody hear me up in here? So it's got to be an inside job. All right? And so what we need to do is consolidate and strengthen and unify so that the Judas is amongst us consists and decease. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? So we can be strong together. All right. Unified. All right. And so we talked about a, a definition of unity. We say it's the state of being one, united, oneness, singleness. All right. Something complete in itself is several parts joined together in agreement. Unity is the condition of watch this word harmony. Huh? One accord. Continuity without deviation. We saw in Psalm 133 that, that, that they wrote about it. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. All right? We saw the opposite of unity, which is discord, disharmony, dissension, division. And in that place is arguments, strife, beef, fighting, stress, assault. Battery, murder, lawsuits, poverty. In unity, all things are possible. But with discord, nothing is possible. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And so it's a word in due season. It's a rhema word for us. Do you feel it? That we get our families, y'all, our businesses, our churches, huh? our nation on one accord. Now, unity is not uniformity. Remember that. It's not us looking alike. It's not us talking alike. It's not us doing everything alike. No, no, no. That's not unity. That's uniformity. All right? In unity, there's space for diversity. God wants us to be different. God wants us to have different opinions and different viewpoints. Why? Because we all come from different histories, different paths. So we see in life from different vantage points. All right. And so so uniformity is not what we aiming at. We're not aiming to control your mind like the modern media is trying to do. They trying to push uniformity. They want everybody to think alike and dress alike and, and look alike. Do you feel it? Anytime you have a different opinion than the powers that be, they ostracize you. Huh? They blackball you. Huh? They Kyrie Irving you. They Kanye West you. Anybody hear me up in here? Huh? We can't even have our own opinions about the cosmology these days. Huh? Huh? No, no, no. That's uniformity. All right? What we preaching today is unity. You can have different opinions, different personalities, different methods of doing things. All of that is fine. All right? But unity is, is when we're different, but we come together. 
for one purpose, y'all. All right? All right? That's why the devil shook when we did these ones back in the day. When we was on Mud Avenue and we held them ones up in that football stadium. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that picture? Come on, can you show me that one? You know what that one mean? That we one people, man. That we one people, man. The devil trembles, man. The devil trembles. He hated this thing, man. This means we got one God, man. We got one faith, man. Means that we won church, man. The devil hated that thing. And sometimes we'd raise that up, and Judas is amongst us would shiver when we would raise that up. Because not only he didn't like it, they didn't like it either. Because when we won, there's no place for deception, there's no place for manipulation, there's no place, hallelujah, for backstabbing when we won, y'all. Unity is not uniformity. It's oneness in purpose, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's when we have the same goal. We saw the Godhead have a difference of opinion. <laughs> when the Father was like, Jesus, this is how we going to do this. And Jesus was like, man, I know you're saying that I'm from up here, but I'm down here. <laughs> and they look a little different from my vantage point. And Father, if there be any other way, that we can get this accomplished. <laughs> can we do it another way? However, nevertheless. And that's the secret to unity. That we can have one purpose and, 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 and have like a, a different opinion, but we know when we are a nevertheless. So we talked about the divine order of things the chain of command of things. And when we can be in a place where we know who we are, huh? we know whether we are a, a boss, a head, a leader, or whether we are nevertheless, when we, when we, when we identify our position, that's when unity can be achieved. Anybody hear me up in here? I might not be happy about it, but nevertheless. <laughs> it might not be my idea, but nevertheless. <laughs> I don't even think it's going to work. However, nevertheless. Amen. You see? And that comes from humility. And that nevertheless has to be in the home. All right? Between the husband and the wife, there has to be a, a nevertheless. <laughs> with, the, with the parents and the children, there's got to be a uh, nevertheless, <laughs> somebody got to understand, hallelujah, who the boss is in every situation. <laughs> All right. And when we understand that, hallelujah, that's when we can have true unity. And it's not an issue of status. It's an issue of position. <laughs> the nevertheless don't show that one is greater than the other. No. Huh? Because that's status. All right? It's not status. It's position. The Father is not greater than the Son. The Son is not greater than the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the big three are the three in one. They equal in every way. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit, he too, is God. If you lie to one, you done lie to them all. If you have the Son, you have the Father. Listen to me. It's an equality between the Trinity. It's not about 
it's not about status. It's not about who greater. The husband is not greater than the wife. They join as in Christ. The parents are not greater than the children. You see, but it's about position. And it's about our roles. All right. Everybody on the team get a Super Bowl ring. The wide receiver don't get a bigger ring than the quarterback, and the quarterback don't get a bigger ring than the running back. When we go to glory, he ain't going to worry about what you did in any other position than the position you was given. Were you a good wide receiver? Were you a good running back? Were you a good husband? Were you a good wife? Were you a good child? Were you a good co-worker, a good employee, a good employer? <laughs> Were you a good pastor? Were you a good minister? Were you a good deacon? Were you a good ministry head? Were you a good deaconess? Huh? Were you a good parishioner when you came in and you didn't have a position? Were you a good head or were you a good nevertheless? Because <laughs> you're not going to be judged on anybody else's role in anybody else's position. You're going to be judged on the position that you was given. Are you hearing me up in here? The one with one talent wasn't judged like he got five. He was judged for the one talent he was given. So in every role that God graduates you in and bless you in and raise you up and promote you in, you got to be sure to be doing what you got to do in the position that you've been given. And if you're faithful in little, if you're faithful in little, you're going to be faithful in much. One thing I've learned about authority, authority is never given to somebody who can't be under it. Authority will never be given to somebody who don't know how to be under authority. When you learn how to be under that's when you will receive it. Woman of God, if you can't be under your house band, your husband, all right? The authority at your business, the authority in your classroom, the authority in your children is never going to be fully realized. You continually come back, why are they not listening to me? And God is like, duh, why are you not listening to your authority? And there's some women of God want some things. They want to be an authority. They want to be big. They want to be a boss. Huh? But they don't know how to be under authority. Listen, I make you a promise this day. If you go home and you put a nevertheless in your spirit, what you've been praying for, the authority you've been wanting God to give you, the, 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 the staff that, that, that you've been wanting to be over. Mm. God is going to bring that into realization. Hallelujah. When you learn how to be under, that's when he's going to bless you to be over. Hallelujah. Hey! Hallelujah. Are you feeling what I'm saying? And this applies to the children. This applies to in the workplace, this applies in the church. Amen? In the church? Oh, baby. Baby. 
God ain't going to give you one of these mantles until you know how to be under a mantle. You can go make a mantle for yourself, but it ain't going to be a God-given mantle. All right, a God-given mantle, you know when you, yeah, you, you saw that map up there? You know when it's God-given and when it's man-given. All right, when it's man-given, it ain't, you know, it's no X factor. It's no X factor. It's no miracles, signs, and wonders, breakthroughs. There's no buildings and properties. There's no, it's no, it's no exponential growth. It's not, because a man can't receive nothing unless it's given to him from up above. Hey! So for all of our future pastors and ministers and deacons and deaconesses and future first ladies, huh? what you want to be, get under it. I think I done told them too much, first lady. <laughs> I think I done told him too much. What you want to be, get under it. Because what you under, you're going to become. That's it. That's it. I'm, I, I, I done went in the prophetic first lady. What you under, that's what you're going to become. <laughs> and it don't even matter if it's a bad thing you under. <laughs> Stay under it, and that's what you're going to become. You see, David had to get under Saul before he became king. And Samuel had to get under Eli before he became a prophet. And Elisha had to get under Elijah before he received the mantle. What you want to be, get where? Get under. I'm in my recap. But listen, what you want to be? what you want to be. Don't tell me out loud, but just put it in your heart right now. What you want to be? Huh? Get under it. Serve it. Huh? They always used to say, they would ask the old evangelists, the old revivalists, the old Billy Grahams and the, and the Moody's and the hallelujah, they'd ask them boys, amen, preaching to millions and starting to now and then. They say, they say they, as they got old, they say, they say, who's the next one? Who's the next one? Who's the ne next anointed one? Yeah. Hmm? All the apostles say, you can always tell the one the mantle going to fall on next. Look for the one carrying his bag. <laughs> Look for the one carrying his bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where you're going to find it. That's where you're going to find it. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some glory up in here. I done went off. The divine order is where unity is. It's where unity is. And I'm telling you, I done been in some places where God will put you under something that you don't necessarily agree with. He going to put you under something where you look and you see, I would do this better, I would do that better, I would do this better. And, and your job is not to come and correct another man's house. He's showing it to you for when you get your house. That's why he's showing it to you. It wasn't it wouldn't for David to overthrow Saul. Saul. David said, I'm, never, I'm, I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed. David said, that blood ain't going to be on my hand. <laughs> but when I become king, I ain't going to do things like he did then. 
Come on, y'all. Y'all all right out there? Y'all still up out here? Look at your neighbor and say, say it's raining. It's so we're talking about order up in here. Talking about order up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's raining. Because I, I, just, I just gave you a, a nugget that can change your year. Look at your neighbor and say, get under. Look at your other neighbor and say, whatever you want to be, get under it. Run, God! Run, God! Get under it. You see, this is culture shifting for us. Because wherever we go, we want to be over. We want to be over everything we go, everywhere we go. We ain't never changed from Jesus' day. Jesus said, man, you walk in, you want the chief seat. You go to the best seat in the house. <laughs> you ever watch people do that? As soon as they come in, they look, the head of the table is open, they walk to the best seat. They weren't even invited. They came with their friend. But they walk in there, immediately take the best seat at the table. That's our DNA. We jumping in somebody's car, shotgun. And one of the greatest arguments amongst the disciples was this. Who's the greatest? That's our people, young. When we learn the divine order, only then will, be, will we be able to operate in unity. When we learn how to wait for our time and our season. Because just because you under something don't mean you're going to be under it forever. <laughs> but you just got to wait for your time and for your season. And you got to learn while you're under. Because when you get out mm, on your own, <laughs> you're going to wish you would have paid more attention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you're going to be like, well, how mama did this and how daddy did that? How my old boss used to do this and how my, instead of worrying about running day stuff, take notes so that when you get your stuff, <laughs> I done slipped into the prophetic, y'all, <laughs> and it ain't stop. I just can't stop. It just, woo, I done been under a lot of people, man. I done been in charismatic churches, Baptist churches. I done been all over the place, man. And it was part of my pedigree where God was taking me different places to show me who he wanted me to become. It was never to usurp or to take something that didn't belong to me. I was in university. I was in the school of hard knocks. All right? He put me under some Saul's. He put me under some David's. And my job was to take notes. My job was to develop myself and focus on me. And when I came out of those places, I came, amen, hallelujah, I, I came across those bridges, not with bridges burned, no, bridges intact. Yes. 
<laughs> Meaning I ain't hurt nobody or step on nowhere I left. I left there with luggage and riches and treasure. <laughs> I came out with stuff. You understand what I'm saying? I never tried to turn their churches into Philadelphia. I knew that there was a Philadelphia in me. <laughs> I respected the rules of the house that I was in because I was a nevertheless. And I remained a nevertheless until I became an under-shepherd. And even now, I'm a nevertheless still to the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. And I'm always be a, a nevertheless. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's the way it go, y'all. I can call any of my old pastors today, any of them. Because I was never trying to take what, what that God had gave them and make it my own. All right? I knew that my own was coming. It was just a matter of time. So I remained a nevertheless. Not how long I wanted, but how long he wanted me to. Because he knew, hallelujah, when I would be ready. The divine order. The divine order. And the longer he keep you, nevertheless, the greater boss you're going to be. <laughs> Joshua was great, y'all. Only because he was under Moses. Only because he was under Moses, y'all. And he stayed under Moses. And Moses lived long. I bet you Joshua was like, man, what that boy going to die? In fact, he didn't even die. God, you know what I'm saying? God said, God, he did die. God had to say, man, sit up in this mountain. But the Bible says his vision, his strength was not abated. He was in full power. You see? The longer you're under, the greater you're going to become. You see? You see? Hallelujah. Don't rush the most high. Listen, let's look at these quotes before we get on. Amen. I'm coming out. I'm going back to the didactic. Let's go. Vince Lombardi says, individual commitment to a group effort. That is what makes a team, a company, a society, a civilization work. Individual commitment to a group. I'm not here for me. Amen. I'm here for the team. Yes. For the church. <laughs> for the family. It's not about the individual. It's not about me. You see? Because if it's just me, I'm going to only get what I can do. But if it's us, nothing is going to be impossible for us to do together. Because what I can't do, you could do. And what you can't do, I can do. Mm. And if me and you can't do it, somebody on the side of us can get it done. Anybody hit me up in here? We're going to talk about that today. Phil Jackson says, the strength of the pack is the wolf. But the strength of the wolf is the pack. So listen, you're strong by yourself here. All right? But with me and First Lady and all the ministers and all the deacons and all the deaconesses behind you and all the ministry heads behind you and the worship team behind you and the sound booth and the audio and the security all up because when they come against you they think you alone but we all standing up right behind you. 
Satan going to look, I was just coming for Sergio, but Pastor Omar, why are you here? First lady, what you doing coming around the block? You understand what I'm saying? Got a little Omar up in there cracking his knuckles. What you going to do? Because we not letting Satan or anybody else take one of us without taking us all. You see? So you bad by yourself, but just imagine with the pack behind you. With the pack behind you. You see? So what does that mean? You got to stay in the pack. You can't be wandering far off. You got to let the know... Let the pack know what's happening, too. You fall sick somewhere, you ain't holler. You got to holler. So we can hear you. We can't come if we don't know. You got sheep beating you up over there. You better, so the pack can come. Me and John Thorne coming, baby. Look, we're coming up in there. And John ain't coming for no coffee. Y'all coming for business, baby. MP Moss Wrestling. Y'all hear what I'm talking about? Stay close to the pack. When you go down, holler. And we coming. And we coming. And we coming. If I can't be there, I'm going to send one of them other dogs. Yeah, and just because you don't see me don't mean that the other dogs, no, 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 they're going to be able to take care of business because they're coming under my authority. When you see them, you see me. Listen, they're coming under my authority. they only there because I sent them. When they walk in, call them Pastor Omar. I know it's going to be hard when you see Phil, but just call, say Pastor Omar. Call him that. Yeah, because he coming in my authority. And if he coming under authority, he coming with the blessing. We about to read about it, minister. If they coming in my authority, they coming with the blessing. It's just like I was there. Because if they coming in order, in unity, they coming with whatever oil that run... Whatever all that run on me, they come in with the same all. Remember, upon the conduct of each depends the faith of us all. All right? All right? We got to be all in together. Because the stronger we are unified, that's the more we can withstand. All right? The more we can withstand. And, and this church is just practice. Because in days of natural cala- national calamity and fallout, the last thing you want to be is by yourself. When the electricity turn on, when sickness is running everywhere, when food is hard to come by, when there's no police to call, when people robbing and jacking and killing the ones that's left by themselves, you're going to wish you was with a pack. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? (laughs) 
Because I don't know about you, in those times, Philly going to come together. <laughs> you going to even see those that left try to creep back in. I'm still here. <laughs> some we going to let back, some we going to tell go. Because we can't let disunity and discord back in unity because they're going to do the same thing they were doing before and try to tear us down from the inside. We're going to say, no, thank you. Can you cancel my subscription to your issues? No, thank you. So don't get mad at me when I turn some away in those times. It's going to be for the unity of the body. You see? Oh, yeah, we're going to come together. We're going to rendezvous somewhere, meet us at such and such. And they're going to come, one, one dude with a pea shooter going to come to Jackie. And me, Kip, and Jay Gray going to be standing out there. And 600 others behind us. Who are you coming again? What's their name? Oh, who's that? Come to get Mika. My name Mika. <laughs> All right. American proverb. If you, African proverb. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Amen. The sacrifice is for unity, not for one another. Hallelujah. Unity should be the cornerstone of all our relationships, y'all. Woodrow Wilson. We cannot be separated in interest or divided in purpose. We stand together until the end. When there is no enemy within, the enemies without cannot hurt you. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 That's the definition of unity. On the basis of unity, you go back and listen to the, to the word. Amen. That definition is important because we set ourselves up to talk about what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. On the basis of unity, our, our unity is based upon our relationship, the adoption, uh, the spiritual, which is the Holy Spirit and the spirit of adoption that cries Abba, and the fundamental basis, which is the word of God. And the essentials, unity. The non-essentials, liberty. And everything else, charity. All right? So today, quickly, we're going to talk about the benefits of unity. All right? And I know I'm going through a lot of this stuff over and over again, but like I said, we're taking this and we're writing this upon the pages of your heart. And so you can know what discord, you can know what disunity, you can know what, what disharmony look like when it comes to get you, all right? And you got to say no to that because that place is not a place of blessing, all right? The place of blessing is to be unified. So as we look at the benefits of unity, Amen. We're going to start off with A, the gospel and unity. The gospel and unity. Hallelujah. Pastor, what you're saying this morning, unity makes the gospel more effective. Unity makes the gospel more effective. And when we mean the gospel, we mean that, that, that tiny segment of information in our Bible that tells a sinner how he can be forgiven and saved. That's the gospel. The gospel is, is that we are sinners, but that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross as a sacrifice 
for our sins. And when we believe in him with our whole heart, trusting in him, and calling upon him in that position of faith, he saves us, y'all. Not based upon what we've done, what we're doing, or what we will do, but based upon our faith alone. It's, it's, we save, y'all, for it's by grace, through faith are you saved, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man shall boast. That's the gospel, huh? That when we believe, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You ain't got to get ready for God. God got ready for you at the cross. Anybody here? here? He going to accept you just as you are with all your sins, all your ratchetness, all your deceptions, all your luggage and weight of sin. All right? He accepts you just like that. When you admit it and believe it, he going to save you. Like that thief on the cross. Huh? Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. He didn't get down, get baptized. He didn't get down and feed no poor. There was no time for him to do any good works. And, and God did that for us. God did that for us. He had a man stuck in a place, couldn't even do a single thing, and still got saved. Anybody hear me up in here? He still got saved. How did he do it? His salvation was not based on what he did. His salvation was based on who he believed. Are you with me here? Huh? Huh? And that's what that means. You could be sitting in this church. Huh? In the chair. You ain't nailed to the chair, but you're sitting in the church, in the seat. And you could be saved just by believing. That's the gospel, y'all. Well, that gospel of salvation, which is supposed to go to the four corners of the earth, that gospel is made more are less effective by our unity. Isn't that something? Meaning that more people will be saved if we more unified, less people will be saved if we are less unified. All right? And that's in our families, in our businesses, in our church, and in our nation. You don't believe me? Look at John 17, verse 21. Jesus says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. 21 says this, they that, all, uh, uh, that, that they all may be one, he's praying for us to be one, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Why? That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. When they be one, the world will believe that Jesus was sent by the Father. All right? Look at, look at, look at, hallelujah, going down to verse 23. He says it again. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, that sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Listen. The way we treat one another, our oneness, our singleness, our agreement, our harmony, our one accord, our continuity without deviation, all right, allows the world to know, verse 21, and believe, verse 23, 
that Yahshua was sent by the Father God. The world believes he's the Messiah. The world believes he's the Savior based upon our unity. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. All right? All right? All right? Once again, how's your marriage? Because your marriage will either bring people to Christ or run them away. All right? How's your family with your kids? That unity, not only in the marriage, but with the family, is either going to bring people to Christ or run them away. All right? All right? How's your business? That unity at your business or on your job is either going to draw people to Christ or run them away. All right? All right? Especially the church. How's the church house? That unity in the church is either going to draw them in or run them away. It has an immediate impact on people whether they know and believe in Jesus. All right? Hard word for us. You can be keeping people from Christ because of your discord. Your disassembling and your division. All right? Let's break it all the way down. In your neighborhood, your marriage, as your neighbors watch all that go on between you and your wife, y'all outside, y'all cutting up, y'all fussing, cop come, huh? Take you down, you're in the paper, you got a domestic, huh? And next week you come with a smile on your face, talking about Jesus is good. <laughs> come to church with me, all right? Your neighbor saying, come to church with you. If I go to that church where you at, I'm going to end up where you going, which is jail every Sunday. After church. So you and your wife, unity in how y'all operate affect your witness. All right? And it ain't just fussing and fighting. All right? What about your in-laws and your siblings? As they watch how you and your wife relate. And it don't mean that y'all not going to have disagreements when the family come over. We human. But what you going to do during the agreement, you going to get all the way out done? Neither y'all going to say you're sorry? Nobody going to humble themselves? Nobody going to act like Christ? Because when a bad situation happened, if you can show Christ, whoo, what the devil meant for bad can turn around for the good, and your family saying, nah, you saw how they made up? You saw how she nevertheless? You saw how he, he loved her through it? You see? What people see when they see the relationship between you and your spouse? You see, you see, the marriage is really a picture of Christ and his church. <laughs> if you do it right, something in lost people going to look at y'all love relationship and say something about y'all two make me want to go to church. Because <laughs> if, if that church can get my man to love me like that man loved her, and call her pretty and call her beautiful and open a door sometimes and, 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 and don't, he ain't hitting nobody. Jesus, Jesus. He out in the club drinking. He ain't running the streets. He ain't going to flip a few corners in the wee wee hour. You understand what I'm saying?
If that church could make my man act like that, we not only going on Sunday, we going Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Your marriage is one of the greatest witnessing tools. Amen. Hallelujah. And the unity in that marriage. It don't mean that y'all ain't going to have differences of opinion, but as y'all work out those differences with one purpose, <laughs> understanding the roles and the order mm, is something godly about that. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. All right? Not only amongst the husband and wife, but you have your kids in order. You have your, if, when you have your kids in order, and y'all walking around and everybody in order, you understand what I'm saying? All right? Everybody on one accord. Everybody know from the oldest to the youngest, we ain't here to serve the devil. We here to serve God. You understand what I'm saying? When that's in a family, Watch your brothers and sisters and your extended family as they watch your kids. Huh? And your kids don't do what the mother children doing. And they don't talk like the mother children talking. So I challenge you today. Huh? Don't only strive for order in your marriage. Strive for order with your kids as well. All right? In unity. When you see something out of order, when you see something that's in, 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 not harmonious, put it in order. Bring it back in harmony. Bring it back into unity. Tell them, now you know that's not for us. Because as they watch you and your wife, then they look and they see your kids. They're going to say, man, we need to be at that church. We need to be under what they under. All right? It's not only like that, hallelujah, for the family, y'all, but for this house right here, Philadelphia, our unity in here affects how influential the gospel is in the surrounding area. All right? How in the world people going to come to a church that you can't keep your mouth off of? You leave here, you talk about it from up and down. And I mean from the pastor up all the way down to the ushers and the deacons. You can't leave John Coffee alone. You can't leave the ushers alone. You talk about the sound. You talk about first lady. You talk about what kind of shirt Omar wearing. You, you, talk about, you talk about everything. But the funny thing is, you talk about it, but you keep coming back. And that's what I'm tired of. If you're not unified, get up and leave. You understand what I'm saying? Because we don't want, we could do better without your division. Did I say that? Yeah. 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 You see, because God, he cut the numbers down for Gideon. <laughs> he said, Gideon, you got too much. All of these ain't going to be good. <laughs> I want you to have the cream of the crop. And sometimes God will cut some churches down to get the mighty 300 back again because I, he, about to, he about to grow you again so he got to cut it down to the ones that it really ain't real. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. I'm looking for Philadelphia's 300. 
If you parted at 300, short, let me see your threes. You parted at 300, that, 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 that group that God going to use to bring in the, 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 the harvest of souls. You see? So, yeah, man, they talk, they cut up about church. They go home talking about, you heard this message? <laughs> Come talking about, you saw this, you saw that. And they family right there. The spouse they've been trying to get to church, as soon as you get home, all he hears, she hears, is you complaining about Bomani Gumboy. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> complain about Christina singing. Who, who, how you going to complain about Christina singing? Which, well, if I was singing, I would have took that part. Yeah, you'd have messed that part up. That's what you would have did. So, 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 so they leave church and, and, and the spouse that they're trying to win, all right, and they complain about church, but they come to prayer and pray, oh, Lord, save my husband. <laughs> Your unity in the church has a direct correlation to the lost people around you being saved or remaining unsaved. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? This word is for somebody. Go home and close your mouth. Go home and close your mouth. <laughs> when you leave here, if, if you, look, look, look. First lady, grandma, you say this. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> you leave this place, and if you ain't got nothing good to say about the word, the worship, if it was subpar, you go home and stir your oatmeal, but don't you say nothing about nothing. And you go find you a church you can talk good about. All right? But when you go home, talk about the presence of the Lord. Talk about the worship. Talk about the word. Make them lost people around you thirsty for Jesus. Make them like, well, next Sunday, maybe I'm going to go again. If you're coming back on fire like that, you understand what I'm saying? That's how you win them. You're going to catch more bees with honey. Than with vinegar. How they gonna taste and see that the Lord is good when all you coming home with, with, with is vinegar? All right? So that spouse not gonna be saved. All right? And while you bad mouthing the church, guess what? Not only the spouse is there, but the children at the table. Eating their grits with butter and, and salt on it. Look. While they listening. Oh yeah, I don't like Pastor Hell like that. And them children just listening. Oh, yeah, they doing this, they doing that. You know? They have this, they have that, they don't have this, they don't have that. Like that's any of your business. Come to church and go home. And if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Prophetic word. Some of your children still not saved. And it ain't a fault of this church because the gospel being preached every weekend. The word is here, but sometimes people can't receive the word because of the division and the discords and the, and the, and the, and the disharmony. You see what I'm saying? 
And so not only your unsaved spouses, not only your children, but your extended family, your mom or your cousins. Now, I hope to God y'all ain't talking about each other to lost people. You're going to your lost sister talking about them ushers up and down. Them people coming up in here lost looking for Chandra. You know what I'm saying? Where Chandra at? Who Chandra is? Well, who Chandra? Looking for Frankie. Looking for Kip up in here in bed. I can't bring a bag up in here. My brother told me, my sister told me, they don't even come to this house. But they mad at people in this house. How they could be mad at people in this house if they don't come to this house? But for a slanderer, a whisperer. The Bible says a whisperer separated chief friends. See, if this city knew there's no friend to Lafayette like Philadelphia Christian Church of Lafayette. Woo! There's very few places they could come and get the gospel in its purest form like this place. You see? But the place they need to be can be so slandered and so gossiped and whispered about by the people that's in it that the people who need to be in it don't come to it. Jesus said that they might be one, that the world might know and believe that the Father sent me. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. And listen to me, I'm at a place where, hallelujah, I'm growing and I'm getting older and I'm maturing in some things. And it's not only just talking about our house, but listen, learn to grow to a place where you keep your mouth off of other houses of God as well. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You ain't got to be talking about the churches that's out there, especially if you don't go there. You have no reason to be talking about them. And the little non-essential nuances that they believe. You coming in here barely saved, questioning a church's theology. You're not no pastor. You're not no deacon. You ain't no minister. Come to church and go home and work on yourself. Get yourself off the dirty pictures. You understand what I'm saying? Get yourself off the of dirty movies. Get yourself, hallelujah, off of the things. Listen, listen, listen. Get the log out your own eye before you worry about the speck of dust that's in some other churches. All right? Don't only just keep your mouth off of this church, but the other churches as well. All right? If you have to debrief about something and talk about something, I'm just saying if you have to. Meaning like if you don't talk about it, you're going to go into a coma. All right? I just got to say something. All right? Take your spouse in a room by yourself. Shut the door. And make sure your children not ear hustling with a glass on the door. Because the flesh like mess. Say that with me. The flesh like mess. 
and y'all talk it out. The husband and the wife, y'all talk it out. That's what the Bible says. Woman of God, you got questions? Ask your husband at home. That's what the Bible says. Go to your husband and say, look, man, I'm having problems with Pastor Shoes and it sucks to live. And we're going to trust that the man of God is going to stay on the side yes, yes. of what's essential, all right, and not what's petty. Amen. Are y'all with me here this morning? All right? All right? So what we see is, is that when we get in order and get united and we operate in unity, the world is going to see something that it has not seen in a long time. An organization empowered and blessed by the most high God with a gospel huh, that's contagious as it moves across the city. When we get unified, revival is going to be the result of that. All right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Huh? Because we're going to have a good report on the inside and a good report on the outside. And we all moving as one, lockstep. Don't mean we don't disagree about the little things, but we have a purpose as a church, which is to save the souls of men. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's talk about now the Holy Spirit and unity. The Holy Spirit and unity. So we talked about the gospel and unity. Y'all still up out there? First lady, you still with us out here? Hallelujah. Let's talk about it right here. The Holy Spirit and unity. For this, we're going to go to Psalm 133 to talk about this one. All right? And I'm going to be borrowing some stuff that I heard from men's meeting. Amen. Hallelujah. On Thursday. Men's meeting was awesome. I went to men's meeting. It was just amazing. Amen. I got there and I went from group to group, sitting down, listening to the men. Hallelujah. Listen, hallelujah. They testimonies, they stories, amen. Broke bread with them. That food was good. Portales, that was you cooked that? Oh, my goodness. That was red beans? Fried chicken? My God, the fast is over. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you, boy. I'm telling you, that food was so good, y'all. Hallelujah. And the fellowship was just as good or even better. Amen. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. So the next men's meeting, hallelujah, you want to make that. Because let me tell you, the men, the men open up so much in that. And, 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 and when, you, when I talk about unity, unity was in that room that we was in. Anybody hear me up in here? Woo! Good job, Minister Ant. Hallelujah. And Minister Ant brought that scripture because we talked about Unity, all right? Yeah, we're going to give him the glory. I knew you was going to say that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. And so, so we talked about that unity. So I'm, I'm in a group for a little while, and I'm moving to the next group for a little while. I'm like a little hummingbird, y'all, just getting what I can get and leave, and getting what I can get and leave. And them, these brothers going in, and the spirit done fell. They talking about this unity out of Psalm 133 and 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is where we want to be. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. All right? This precious ointment here 
is the holy oil spoken of in the Old Testament in the building and the preparation of the tabernacle. All right? He says that this unity is like the precious ointment, y'all, of the Old Testament tabernacle. I got some scriptures in Exodus 30 and 25. I just want to educate you for a second before we move on. I'm going to read this right quick. I ain't going to go too much into it. But this is the oil that the psalmist is talking about. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. You remember how he told them how to make the, the tabernacle, the ark, the, the candlestick? He telling them to make an oil, to make an oil. And, the, and everything in the tabernacle represented something, and the oil represents something. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be a holy, watch this, anointing oil. Anybody know it's the anointing that destroys the yokes? All right? All right? He told them make a holy oil. Go to 26. Watch this. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith and the ark of the testimony. Everything in the tabernacle had to be sprinkled with that oil. Mm. Somebody say fresh oil. Fresh oil. Everything had to be oiled up in there with this holy anointing oil. All right? Keep on going. And the table and all his vessels and the candlestick in his vessels and the altar of incense. You got to anoint everything up in there, Moses. And the altar of burnt offering anointed with all his vessels and the lava and his foot. Anoint everything in my house and thou shalt sanctify them that they might be most holy. Whatsoever toucheth them shall be holy. Amen. Put that all on everything. Amen. Sanctify everything. Because whoever it fall on is holy, and whoever touched that it fall on become holy. It's a holy oil. It's a holy oil. Hallelujah. Keep on going. Keep on going. Hallelujah. And thou shalt anoint Aaron. Don't just anoint the furniture. Whoo. Anoint Aaron. Anoint the man of God. Huh? Anoint Aaron. And who what? And his sons. Whoo. Don't just anoint Aaron. <laughs> But anoint the ones that's under Aaron, that's next to Aaron. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Look at 31. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. Look at 32. Hallelujah. Uh, upon man's flesh shall it not be poured. Neither shall ye make any other like it. After the composition of it, it is holy, and it shall be holy unto you. The oil was only found in the house. It could only be put on what was in the house. And it could only be put on Aaron and the ones that was under Aaron. And he told them, when you go home, don't make nothing like it. Don't make nothing like it and don't put it on, around anywhere else. It can only be found in the... The holy oil, the holy anointing oil. Now, now, oil was always a picture, a symbol, a type of the Holy Spirit. A holy anointing oil. Whenever you hear the word anointing... That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Anybody hear me up in here? Ooh. All right. I want you to look at Exodus 29 and 7. It talks about Aaron being anointed. Then shalt thou take the anointing oil 
and pour it upon his head. All right? Now, this once again proves that the people of the book are black because Europeans don't put oil on their head. Anybody hear them up in here? It's only black people put oil in their head. In fact, some of y'all put oil in your head this morning. We put so much oil in our head, we put it in the can and call it all sheen. Hey, somebody hit me up in here. And we spread it around for the cloud. Anybody here? Omar, I love to cry. Come on, Daddy. Come spread it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know them people black. Because the oil. The oil shows us. The oil confirms it's us. Ooh, the answer is in the oil. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. And so the oil, hallelujah, glory to God, when they would put it on Aaron, the oil, it would be upon his head and anoint him. But, but the thing about oil is where you put it, it don't stay. Because the oil runs, hey! <laughs> the oil runs down. It don't stay in the place. Huh? That's, that's why by the time we get to Psalm 133, what they're talking about this oil, now you understand the context. Go to 133.2 again. This unity is like the precious ointment <laughs> that's upon uh, 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 the head, huh, huh, that ran down, what'd it do? Run down. <laughs> see, see, they put it on Aaron's head, but it, but it run down. <laughs> you see, some people say they anoint his forehead. They anoint his forehead. <laughs> they anoint his head. Because <laughs> when you anoint the head, that's the only way it can run down to the... The oil would run down upon the beard, even to who? To Aaron's beard. But it didn't stop at his beard, John. It went down to the what? To the skirts of his garments. The oil kept running, y'all. The oil ran down. You see, the oil is always a symbol of the Holy Spirit, y'all. And when we unify, which is what this psalm is all about, the oil can flow. The Holy Spirit can flow. He can run down. Mm. The oil don't run up. It runs down. It can only run down when there's unity. <laughs> and it can only run down when there's order. It don't run up. It runs down. Mm. 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 You see, if Aaron's arm was not connected, then the oil would never get on his arm. That's it. That's it. If his foot was not connected, it could never get on the foot. But when Aaron's body, every part was in the place it was supposed to be, it can benefit from the oil that's running what? Running down. Mm, come on, somebody. Are y'all hearing me up in here? Whenever you have unity in a family, in a business, in a church, the oil can run down. It comes from the head of that organization. And if the head is blessed by God, anointed by God, it's never going to stay confined on the head. 
it's going to run down to the beard and then to the skirts <laughs> and then to the sons and the daughters. Y'all, come on, y'all, y'all. That's the way the oil runs. When the church is unified, the Holy Spirit moves down the body, moves down the chain of command. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, watch this. The Bible tells us, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Pentecost represents the 50 days after Passover. That's why it's called Pentecost, Penta after 50. It's also called the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Harvest. And so they together, huh? The Bible says the church, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the church, they were all with one accord, unity in one place. The Bible says because of this unity, watch what happened. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. You see, they had to be in one place, in one accord, for the oil to run down. Are you hearing me up in here? Not only does the gospel get on the move when the church is unified, but the Holy Ghost gets on the move when the church is unified. So what happened, Pastor? After the unity, there came a sound. He said it was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. You see, you see, this is awesome. It didn't say they felt anything. They didn't feel no wind. They just heard it. <laughs> they just heard it. And it sounded like if they was all in this room, if we was in this room, it would sound like a hurricane in here. And you would hear a hurricane, but you wouldn't feel no wind. All your wigs and your weave would stay on your head. You would just, it would be no wind, but you would hear, it would sound like a jet engine, like a tornado. It was a sound from heaven. And that sound was the Holy Ghost coming down to bless a people who was unified. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Keep on going, this Holy Ghost in unity. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. You see, two things happened. They heard something, and they saw something. You hear me? The Holy Ghost had came with such pureness and potency that they saw him. All right? They heard the wind, but when they look out upon each other, they saw fire sitting right on each other's head. As though it was crowns of fire upon our head. Imagine we so unified, so love each other, so on one accord with the purpose of saving souls all around the nation that God sent the Holy Ghost in this place while we have in church and we look around and fire sitting upon Miss T head. We say, Miss T, you have on fire, girl. <laughs> Miss T gonna look at you, it ain't my hat, baby. It's my heart that's on fire. I'm on fire for Jesus. You see what I'm saying? That's what happens. And we got places claiming to have the Holy Ghost 
and having the monopoly of the Holy Ghost, and they ain't got no unity at all. All right? That's how we know the devil is a liar. The Holy Ghost only shows up when the people of God are in one accord. All right? And that's why we preaching that unity, y'all. Because we want the fullness of the Holy Spirit, not only on this church, but on our denomination. We want it in Atlanta. We want him in Dallas. We want him in Haiti, Baltimore. Listen, we want the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What happens, Pastor, when the Holy Spirit breaks out? Well, gifts begin to break loose. Every gift begins to just break loose in the church. We begin to see things that was happening in the book of Acts. If we could just be one, then everything we read about, we not only just going to read about, we're going to see it with our own eyes. Are you hearing me up in here? Let me give you a little, a little, little cliff notes, a little, a little short of the things that can happen. Of course, uh, uh, verse 3 say, the giftings, tongues will come out, hallelujah, but not only tongues, prophecy. Not only prophecy, but great and awesome preaching is going to happen. In Acts 2.41, the Bible say, after Peter preached, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Wouldn't you like one church service, 3,000 people to get saved? Huh? 3,000 people. There was just a hundred, there was a church of 120 in that upper room. God had cut everything off that wasn't real. He took all the Judases out. But they was on one accord in that house. Holy Spirit fell. Peter preached, and 3,000 got saved. That's what happens when you have unity. Look at verse 42. Watch this, watch this. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking, and, and breaking bread, and prayers. That's the three pillars of Philadelphia right here. That's what we build on, the word, fellowship, and prayer, all right? And you can have that in no unity and nothing going to happen. But if you have that and unity, watch what the Bible says in the next verse, 43. Watch this. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. People started getting healed, y'all. Blind people started to see, y'all. Deaf people began to hear, y'all. Listen, if ever a time the world needed the church to operate in signs and wonders is right now. While they're injecting poison in our arms, while COVID and sickness and plagues is going on all over the place. Listen, the devil is releasing some new stuff. The church got to release some stuff as well. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. It don't matter what biological weapon they release on earth, God would have a cure in his house. Don't matter what it is. COVID-19, anthrax, it don't matter what they release. In the name of Jesus, be healed. That's what we would tell them. But it only comes when unity is in the church. Look at 246. Don't get bored. We working up in here. Y'all all right? Hallelujah. And they continued daily with what? One accord. 
in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. They was at each other's house, y'all. Not in gossip, but in gladness. Huh? Not in division, but in singleness of heart. You see? You see? Keep on going to the next verse, 47. Praising God. Huh? And what happened? And having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You see what happened from the one accord? Them souls, the, the gospel. Listen, they children being saved, they spouses being saved, they neighbors being saved, they, they co-workers being saved, their bosses being saved. Everybody just getting saved. The judges getting saved, the lawyers getting saved, the doctors getting saved, the Pharisees getting saved, the Sadducees getting saved. Paul done got saved. Everybody just getting saved because they was all on one accord. You see, the Holy Spirit was just having his way. Look at Acts 3, 6, and 7. Look at it. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I to thee. The man was over 40 years old. He was born crippled, born without the ability to walk. But because of the unity in the church, the Spirit of God, was so heavy upon Peter, Peter told this man, born lame from his mother's womb, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That, that fella got up, boy, dancing and praising and singing the praises and worshiping the most high God. That's the power of a unified church. Come on, give him some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Look at 3-7, look at 3-7, watch this. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. What a miracle, y'all. What a miracle, y'all. Look at 4-24. I can't stop. Look at 4-24. This is the church, unified. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with what? One accord. And say, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. You see, they praying right now on one accord. Go to verse 29. Uh, 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 uh. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. Keep going. Hallelujah. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus Keep going. 31. And when they had prayed huh, on one accord like that, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with what? With boldness. Huh? Huh? That's the kind of things that happen when you're on one accord. Go to verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Look, just a little more, and we're going we to get out. Look at 512. Look at this. Huh? And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Go to, go to, go to 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes of them, both men and women. All right? Go to 15. 
they were so unified and the spirit was so heavy upon the church insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. They were so unified and the Holy Spirit was so much on that first church that they was healing people with Peter's shadow. Do you understand what I'm saying? He didn't even have to touch them. The shadow would pass over. Look, the blind eyes would open up. Huh? Cold flu, gone. With the shadow. Somebody say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, unity. and unity. You see, but, but it's one thing for the leaders to be operating in signs and wonders and miracles. It's one thing for the apostles to do that. They've been doing that. They was doing that with Jesus. But you got to understand something about the oil. The oil runs. Whatever you under, in unity up under, whatever's on them is going to jump on you. And this is what we're waiting for in this house. Listen, it ain't no, it, it ain't nothing for our leaders up in here to, to, to miracles are already happening. But when we in unity was on leadership, it's gonna begin to run down. <laughs> and what you see pastor do, <laughs> the little children in here gonna be able to do. <laughs> What you see first lady do, hallelujah, the teenagers going to begin to be able to do. What you see Miss Mary prayer warrior do, here, come on somebody, hallelujah. The 20 and the 21-year-olds will be able to walk in a place and set revival going. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the oil don't run up, it runs down. When there's unity, when there's unity, so in Acts 6, 8, it wasn't just the apostles. The Bible says in Stephen, full of faith and power, did what? Great wonders and miracles among the people. It began to run down. Not just Stephen. Look at Acts 8 and 7. Look at this. Hallelujah. For unclean spirits, Philip, Philip was out there crying with loud voices, came out as many as were possessed with them and many taken with pulses, paralyzed, that were lame, were what? Were healed. Not by the apostles, y'all. By Philip, by Stephen. Because the oil runs down. I tell you, be unified. I tell you, don't be petty. I tell you, come to church, go home. Come to church, enjoy yourself, go home. All right? Why? So you could stay right. So you could stay plugged in. So the oil won't miss you. So the Holy Ghost that's in us, in leadership, can flow all the way down the body to you. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the last one. This is the last one, y'all. We talked about the Holy Spirit and the gospel. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and, 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 uh, uh, and, and, uni uh, 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 and unity. Uh, uh, we talk about the gospel and unity. We talk about the Holy Spirit and unity. Now let's talk about the blessing and unity. The blessing and unity. Because it's not just the gospel that's going to be more available and have more power. It's not just that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and you're going to be a better servant of the Lord. 
but some blessings are going to be unlocked in your life when you get unified in the house of God, in the house of God, and in your family. All right? Listen good to me. Plug in as hard as you can right now. Psalm 133 and 3 says it like this. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. All right? Now, God is saying that unity is going to have like a, an effect like dew. Mm. And what, what dew is, is that fog that come down and waters everything before the day start. And the dew refreshes things. All right? But most of the time, dew is not enough to keep plants alive within itself. Because you still need the rain. All right? And so we get dew in Lafayette, but sometimes we don't get enough rain. Huh? And so, hallelujah, even though the dew is here, we still need days of rain. But there are some places on the earth where the dew is so plenteous that you don't need rain. That the dew is enough when it comes down in the morning to water the plants and to water the vegetation. Listen, it don't ever have to rain because they get what they need from the dew in the morning. All right? Dew in the Bible has always been a sign, a type of God blessing us in our life. We would sing about it like the dew in the morning gently rests upon my heart. Because like water to somebody thirsty, huh, it feeds you, it, it, it gives you life, huh? That's the way the blessings of God are upon us. When we dry, when we thirsty, God will let his dew fall upon us and he blesses us. So dew is a sign of blessing. So he says in verse 3, as the dew of Mount Hermon, all right? Now Mount Hermon is a place in northern Israel. I got a map for you. And in northern Israel, y'all, our land, Mount Hermon is one of those places where the dew falls abundantly. It falls so abundantly in the morning, it's not like a mist or, or, or like a cloud, amen. The dew falls like rain in Mount Hermon, huh? And during the springtime in Mount Hermon, hallelujah, the vegetation is plush. It's a place that's never dry, even though it don't rain, because the dew is so plentiful. And the wintertime is so much dew, hallelujah, it could be dry around Mount Hermon, but it's snow cap on the top of Mount Hermon because that dew turns to snow, and that snow turns to ice. And so it's a place of great abundance, y'all. In the valleys under Mount Hermon, when that ice melt, the water come down. Listen, it's a, it's a plush valley, huh, because of the dew in Mount Hermon. Somebody say, Lord, Lord send, the dew send the dew in my life. In my life. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, Mount Zion is the very opposite. Mount Hermon is 9,000 feet above sea level. Mount, Mount Zion is just 2,400 feet above sea level. And while Mount Zion, uh, uh, Mount Hermon is full of dew, Mount Zion is dry. It's arid. It's no moisture. Little rain. The climate is hot. 
and very little things grow on Mount Zion. But the Bible says here, when you look at it in the different translations and in the original Hebrew, that God, because of unity, is able to take the dew of Mount Hermon and transition it to Mount Zion. He's able to take the dry places in your life and bring such abundance of water that vegetation and growth and birth begins to happen in your life because of unity. That's what he's saying. This unity is like the dew on Mount Hermon. The dew that, and that dew is going to descend upon the mountains of Zion. All right? Unity brings a heavy, heavy anointing of God's blessing upon our lives. All right? What I'm saying in my notes here is that God, if you will be unified where you are, in your marriage, in your family, in your church, that God will shift the atmosphere in your life. He'll change the climate in your life. He'll make an oasis right in the middle of a desert. Huh? The Bible says in verse 3, the B part, in unity, he says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. All right? And like I said, Minister Ann gave us that, that scripture to talk about during men's meeting. And so I'm in the group, and Minister Phil says this. He says, when God sees unity in his people, all right? And I added some words to kind of smooth out what Phil said, all right? All right, when God sees unity in his people, he has mandated himself to bless us. All right, because nobody can make God do anything. He's God, but he can make himself do something. All right, when God sees unity, he makes himself bless us. Wherever unity is, God got to bless us. All right. So when a husband and wife is in, on one accord, what's going to happen? God got a blessing. When the husband, wife, and the children are on one accord, what's got to happen? God's got a blessing. Huh? When, 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 you, when the job at your work is on one accord, what's going to happen? God's got a blessing, and you get raises, bonuses, and promotions. All right? All right, black people don't understand. Where you work, how many customers and how well that job do, your pay is dependent upon that job. Black people just come to work. <laughs> Y'all open door, we not open. If the job don't make money, you don't make money. When the job is blessed, you are blessed. So you go to work and you try to make, hallelujah, for an atmosphere of unity with your employees so your employer can be blessed, which will result in you being blessed. All right? So that unity blesses the marriage, the family, the businesses, the church. When God looked down and he see us as a church unified, y'all, all right? The Bible says there the Lord commanded the blessing. He's mandating himself to have to bless the church that's unified. All right? All right? So that's what Minister Phil said. Minister Sam says, all right? And I'm quoting y'all, and I don't have to add too much to what Minister Sam said, all right? All right? Minister Sam says this in the group. We all just in men's group. Minister Sam say, he say, 
even if the blessing don't want to go, God commands the blessing. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Where there's unity, even if something is not right, where, where the blessing don't want to go or people don't want you blessed, the, you... It's like the blessing was a person and saying, listen, blessing, you got to go and get, go to Brother Carl, all right? Car, house, job, position, money, favor, healing. You got to go to Brother Carl. Why? Brother Carl is in order. He's in unity. You got to go to him. The blessing said, do I have to? The Bible said the Lord commanded the blessing. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And you have no choice in the matter. All right, all right. So the Lord has mandated himself to bless us. He commands the blessing where it's got to go upon us. And guess what? Not only does the blessing not have a choice, but we don't have a choice either. When you're unified, you could run from the blessing. <laughs> but the blessing gonna chase you down. <laughs> the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall what? follow me. It's going to follow you. It's going to chase you. When you're in unity, you'll be sitting there saying, God, I have enough. God's going to say, don't worry about it. You, you, you don't even want you, you don't even have to want it. It's going to chase you down, catch you, and bless you, whether you want it or not. Woo! You'll be in unity, y'all, and things going to happen to you, hallelujah, that you ain't prayed for. Things gonna happen to you that you ain't invested in. <laughs> Things gonna happen to you that you ain't applied for. Mm. And you're gonna say, God, where is this coming from? God's gonna say, it's because your unity. Because the Bible says, there the Lord commands the blessing. You see? The blessing is there. The blessing is there. And it's all kinds of blessing. Y'all don't let me forget to come back to Psalm 133. It's all kinds of blessings, all right? Blessings of provision. Look at Acts 4.32 right quick. Come on, we working up in here, y'all, because I'm sharing some stuff with you, hallelujah, that, that, that's, that's revolutionary now. And the multitude, multitude of them that believe were of one what? One heart. And of one what? Soul. Neither said any of them that ought the things which he possessed was his own. They had all things in common. Go to 34. Watch what it says. And, and uh, uh, hallelujah. Neither was there any among them that lacked. They have one heart of one soul. And they blessed. Not only was it signs, wonders, and miracles. Huh? But... As you read about it, people in the church had possessions. They had lands. They had, they had property. huh? And they was not only blessed themselves, but they was also taking care of one another. You see that unity? And they were taking care of each other so much that neither was there any among them that lacked. Not a poor person amongst them. Anybody hear me up in here? Not anybody who was in any kind of lack or need. I don't know about you. 
But don't you want in this place every single person to have every single thing they need? No lack. No lack. Nobody need a car. Nobody need a house. Nobody need bills paid for. Nobody need clothing. Nobody need food. Nobody need anything because we all just bless. Anybody hear me up in here? My God. My God. This all comes, y'all, from unity. That we love each other. That we are one heart, one soul. That nobody secretly got, 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 got motivations, ulterior motives. We can trust each other. I know you're not trying to hurt me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I want the best for you. So anything I have is yours. It's yours. If I see you with a need, I got you. Because I know that we won, y'all. There's blessings of provision when we won. You see? Not only provision, but blessings of production when we won. I know I'm going, y'all, but listen, I just got to go. I just got to go. I know we're going. Listen, I told you I was going to try to be short. The Holy Spirit got something else in mind, and I just got to flow with the Holy Spirit. I'm a man under authority. I said what I wanted to do, but remember, he said something else, and I got to say what? Nevertheless, and that's what it is. And that's what it is. Because somebody need this word. Somebody need this word on unity this morning. Blessings of provision, but also blessings of production. What you mean by that? Not only is he going to provide for us, but whatever we come together and our hands touch is going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. Whatever our hands touch is going to be blessed. Production is going to be amazing when we come together. Genesis 11:6 says it like this. The Bible says, and the Lord said, behold, the people, they are one and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to the NLT and let's look at that last part of the verse. The Bible says after the Godhead, look at them building the Babel or whatever like that. And remember, this is something negative, but the principle still applies. All right. Even with something negative, when people come together on one accord, hallelujah, whatever they come together to do, nothing is going to be impossible for them. Anybody hear me up in here? Now, just imagine when the people of God come on one accord for God's glory. Only God could stop the people when they came together. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And he does that. All right. He does that. But when we come together for something good, he don't give us the red light. He give us the green light. He said, go right ahead. And the Bible says when we come together, the Bible says, look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This map with these, these churches, this is nothing compared to what we can do if we come together. We would have so many dots on that map, y'all. This little church, 
from the country. From, La, from like how they say our name, Lafayette. This little church from Lafayette. Why? Because we so, we so rich? Why? Because we, we, we so educated? No. Because we together. Woo! Because we together. Change your whole nation. Why? Because nothing, once they're united, nothing will be impossible for them. There's a blessing of productivity, y'all, when we come together. When we have one purpose, we put our faith behind it, we put our, our energy behind it, we put our money behind it, and we come together. Listen, listen, Doc Rivers is a coach in the NBA. And, and back in the day, he was coaching the Boston Celtics. And they was playing a team in, in one of the arenas. And I'm going to just make up a, an arena they was playing in. Let's say they was playing in Los Angeles, all right? The Staples Center or something. I'm just making it up because I don't know the place where they were playing. Doc Rivers knew that the NBA Finals was going to be held at the same arena that they was playing in. In L.A., let's just say it's L.A., the Staples Center. So they was playing a regular season game that they played. It was early in the season. And Doc took his team. He said, listen, he said, it's early in the season and we don't look good. But I guarantee you, if we come together and we do this thing on one accord, we're going to be here playing in this same arena in the finals. I believe so much that we're going to be in these finals. I want each of y'all to go in y'all bag and give me some money. That's what Doc told him. That's what Doc told him. So the NBA players reach in, they all give him a wad of money. They all give him money. He took all the money. He took a ceiling towel and he removed it in the Staples Center. He put all the money in a bag and he put it in the ceiling towel in the locker room. And he closed it back. The whole season, they, they working hard. They coming together. They, they playing on one accord. Hallelujah. And them boys is about it. Kevin Garnett, them, they all about it. Bryce, you know what I'm talking about. They on one accord, one breath. They doing this thing. We here for each other. All right? The end of the season, they make it to the finals. They in that same locker room. Doc Rivers get up on the ladder and he moved the ceiling tile. He take the money down and he said, y'all, when the season started, we didn't look too good. And a lot of people didn't believe in us. But we came on one accord and we believed in one another. And we made it. We accomplished the purpose for what we sent out to do. That's what unity does, y'all. When we believe a thing together and we put our money behind a thing, our energy behind a thing, our giftings behind a thing, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. With that word, what do we want for Philadelphia? What do we want? Where do you see this church? Where do you see us? Where do you see us having campaigns at? Where do you see us preaching the gospel? How big are the audiences in the crowds? How the altar call look when we say, will you come? Huh? 
Do you see yourself working in those big arenas, ushering like you're ushering? Working the sound like you're working? Administrating like you're administrating? Worshiping like you worship? Can you see yourself there? Because if we can... If we could come together for it, nothing is going to be impossible. There's a blessing of productivity when we come together. You see? I got I to gotta, I gotta hurry up, y'all. There's a blessing of sustainability, meaning that when you come together, you're not only going to make it, it's going to keep it. There's also, lastly, a blessing of protection, a blessing of protection. Pastor, what you're saying, you see, when you come together, hallelujah, the enemy can't do you like he would do you if you was alone. You see, the Bible say in Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. That's that productivity we was talking about. But it goes on in 10. It says, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he had not another to help him up. You see, we protect each other when we keep on going. Hallelujah. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. Huh? It protects from the cold. But how can one be warm alone? Go to 12. And if one prevail against him, if one is attacked against, if one person is attacked, huh? two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means you add the Lord to your unity and can't nothing stop you. See, the Bible say about God's people in Leviticus 26, 7. He said, listen, he said, listen, he said, he said, you, sh you shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword. He said in, in, in 27, hallelujah, did I give you the next verse? 27, hallelujah, 8. Glory to God, I didn't. Try to get that 27, 8, and 9 for me right quick. Glory to God, work on it, work on it. But what he's saying is, he says that, that, that five of you huh, shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Are, are you seeing that? You see how unity increases what you can accomplish? Five of you will put a hundred to flight. Ten of you will put... A hundred of you put 10,000 to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you. Worship team, y'all come. Y'all come. I done tried my best to, to give to you the benefits of unity. And I pray the Holy Ghost take what I tried to give you today so that you could operate in that on a whole nother level. Realize your position. And be that nevertheless that you want, that God wants you to be. There's a story, amen, about a fish in Hawaii. It's called a, uh, 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 it's, it's a little small fish. It's called a gold saddle goat fish. That's not a good name. Uh, I call it GSG, all right? Well, the GSG fish is small, and a, and a lot of other fish and creatures eat it, all right? And one day the, the divers were swimming on the coast of Hawaii and they saw something big. And they said, we got a whole nother fish species that we done discovered in Hawaii. And it was a, they, the divers said it looked like a big old fish. 
And he was excited, and so he tried to get close to the fish and noticed that it wasn't a big fish at all. But it was a bunch of them GSG fish in close formation together. So close, so tight, so unified that they had looked like one fish. And what the diver saw was, was that the predators that normally would eat one of them, when they would see them all coming together looking like a shark or something, looking like a, like a whale or something, it looked like a, a giant fish. The crabs began to run away and, and, and the other uh, uh, fish of prey began to swim away, huh? And, and all the while when they're thinking it's a big fish, it was just a little, huh, gold, saddlebag. Goldfish, huh? See, the goldfish learned that his strength was not being alone, but that his strength was in the numbers. The strength was in the numbers, and the strength was in the unity. And not a goldfish could live. Not a goldfish won't die. Not a goldfish get the blessings of the group. You see, the strength of the pack is the wolf, but the strength of the wolf is the pack. You see, we talked about the benefits of unity. And going back to Psalm 133, let me tell you, God say, listen, he says, it's like the oil, man. It's going to run down. God says, it's like the dew. He'll change the climate in your life if you just get in order. And the Bible ends off in Psalm 133 and 3. He said, listen, it's not only like the, like the do it in Mount Hermon. Go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. He said, there the Lord commands the blessing. All right, go to verse 3. Come on, Sambu. Hallelujah. It might be a computer thing, but y'all know the scripture. He said, there the Lord command the blessing. And where there's unity, he commands the greatest blessing. Even life forevermore. Because where unity is, he puts a very special anointing on the gospel. On the gospel. So if you're here, hallelujah, and you would say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, but God sent me here because I don't know if I'm saved or not. I don't know if I had to die right now, if I would make it to heaven. And I would tell you, you're in the right place this morning. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. You're in the right place. You're in a place where the gospel is preached. What's the gospel? I explained it to you. We are all sinners. Every single one of us in here. For there's not a man, woman, or child that sinned not. Secondly, God sent his son to die for all of our sins. He died on the cross. He was buried in the grave. And on the third day he rose. And the Bible says when he rose, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have 
everlasting life. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to this altar and be saved. And even those that's watching on the camera, we make an altar in your house right now in the name of Yahshua. We're going to give you an opportunity to be saved. And you're going to pray with us as we pray at this altar as well. And God's going to save you. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But this altar call is not just for salvation. There's some in here, you ain't been operating in unity. How could you? You come from a splinter family. You come from a place of discord. You have no unity in your marriage. You have no unity with your kids. And you may not have unity in the workplace. And you don't have unity in this church. In fact, discord is characteristic in all of the areas of your life, you see. Because God is trying to show a problem, you see. You see. But we can solve that problem this morning. We can pray. And whatever's broken in you, God can fix at this altar to set you back into the body where you belong. So that the dew on Mount Hermon can fall on you once again. Ushers, open up the gates. We're going to have an altar call. Hallelujah. If this word touch you, if this gospel touch you, hallelujah. If you want to repent for, for, for stopping your people from being saved by your actions or your words. If you want to make sure to get back in line in your own family. Listen, this altar is open. Come. Come if you will. Come if you will. The altar is open. The altar is open. The altar is open. Come. Come. Feel comfortable to come. Come. If you need help for God to, to get your house in order, hallelujah, just come. God is able to do all of that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. If you need salvation and you want to be sure that you're saved, come on. Come on and get this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, whatever it is, Hallelujah. Whatever it is, you just come. You just come. Whatever it is. If you are, if you are a wife and, and you know that you ain't been never the lesson, come to this altar. If you a child and you know that you ain't been getting in order and never the lesson, come to this altar. If you've been cutting up with supervisors and bosses on the job, and I know that they're they hard bosses, but you hadn't been doing your job, come to this altar. If you've, been, if you've not been submitting to your ministry heads, You've been bad mountain deaconesses and deacons and ministers. Not nevertheless in the past, the first lady, listen. Let's get an order at this altar so the oil can flow. That's what we want. We want the oil to flow. 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 That's all we want. That's all we want. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is only one name. There is only one name. How would I say? How would I say? 
pray with me now. Say, Most High God, thank you for your unity, for your order. I thank you that your unity of purpose saved my soul. I admit I've sinned against you, but I thank you, Father, for sending the Son to die on the cross for all of my sins. I believe that he died on that tree. He was buried in the grave. And on the third day, he rose. Now I confess that you are my Lord, you are my Savior. Save me, a sinner, and bless me with unity in my family, on my job, in my church. Put me in order so that the oil can flow. Holy Spirit, flow down upon me. Lord, not just the Spirit, but the blessings. Provision, protection, and prosperity. Flow down upon me now as I unify in my position. And Lord, forgive me if I've done anything to break your order, to bring discord in any situation that I'm in. Save me. And allow me to walk in unity. In Jesus' name. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Give him some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so listen, we're going to get out of here. But I pray that God will take this message and bless the rest of your life with it. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to, to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance and bless you with shalom peace. Peace in your family. Peace in your body. Peace in your mind. Peace in everything that you do. Peace and blessing. And blessing. And blessing. And blessing. Shalom, Israel. Love you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Hey, what's going on, Philly family? This is Deacon J. Malvo, man. Right now, it's time for the Reflections Post Show, man. An awesome word on today, man. If you're on the chat right now, what I want you to do, man, go ahead and type unity. U-N-I-T-Y. Right. Unity. That's what it's all about, man. An awesome, powerful word. The third part of the uh, segment message that Pastor been preaching on, man, uh, just how important unity is in the body of Christ. And uh, Pastor said so much today, so much today. So well, tell everybody your name and actually, and how long you've been coming to Philly. Oh, I've been coming to Philly for, I think, eight years now. Eight years. Yeah, come eight on, years. come on. Glory to God. Eight years. Uh, and my name is Tawana. 
Um, most know as Blue Girl, just got married in July. Glory! Uh, so, and of course, he, here at Philly. Amen, so, amen, and, uh, amen. You got to excuse me, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> All right, no, no, it's good, it's good. We're going to sit down and chop it up like we yes. at the house. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. So, is your children? That's uh, two of my three. All right, all right. It's going to be 20. They're going to be 15. This awesome, is awesome. And Ladarius. Nice to meet y'all. So, yeah. Glad y'all with us. Glad y'all with us. The twins. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. That's, what's up. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. So, sister, uh, tell everybody there's something that, that from the message today that, that's, that stuck out to you the most that you want to, you know, maybe share a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, you know, that just the word is empowering. You wouldn't think. But uh, when you receive, you know, the uh, the word unity far stretched, you know, it, it grabs. Glory to God. So I want to speak on uh, to her. If you can speak something to, to the, you know, to the young people on unity, how important that is. Just like you know, for, for your generation, how important it's for us to for your generation to see unity. Of the house, man. One of the, call this 
from the son of Philip, of Philip. Hallelujah. Minister Ann, what's going on, brother? So that engine and transmission yeah, can work man, out that's right. That's so real, man. Cause like, like the Lord, Lord can't can't move less less. Yes, it's working. That's right. You can't take us nowhere less we we yeah. unified. And I'm I'm honored to just be in the house hearing such anointed words of God. Amen. And so I'm blessed. I'm happy. Glory. It rain. It's raining on our side and inside. Hey y'all, that rain cutting up around here down south. Amen. Man. Amen. But we receive all of it though. Man, it's blessings. Drop. Rain down on us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if I could sing a tune, I would. Because, look, do you remember, like, whenever <laughs> when Pastor gave that first message about who we are as a people? It did. May 1st, I do. 2016. Y'all, it rained, like, 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 I say cats, dogs, yes. cows, yes. chickens, everything. <laughs> yes, Bruh, yes, it, it was did. a lot of rain, but that was that breakthrough. Wow. You know, 
So this unity, man. Wow, another breakthrough. There's another breakthrough. Through the ceiling. Breakthrough. Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God, man. Minister, I appreciate you, man. Love, appreciate love you, brother. You too, love y'all, man. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Unity, you and I, T-Y, y'all. That's what it's all about. We got to have it. We have to have it. It's, it's needed. And the Lord, y'all, it, it's a... The Lord is, is he sees it as a, a beautiful thing when he sees us dwelling together in unity. He, he loves that. You know what I'm saying? It's like looking at a father looking at his children, seeing them playing together, and they're playing good together. He looked down, and he's like, yes, my children, they, they doing it, and they doing it in unity. Got a deacon up here? We meet again. Come on now, man. Deacon <laughs> Kevin Chavis. What's, What's going on, my brother? How you doing, oh, man? Oh, good. So, I'm glad you're here with us, man. So what you got, man? What's, what's on your heart today, man? What did you got from the word man, that you want to share with the body of Christ? Man, game was laid today. Bro. Yes, sir. Game was laid. Uh, you know, I know Minister Ann just came up and was talking about it, and that's a, if you really want to know how to be under, you can take a good look at him and just, you know, his resume, his track record over here. Yeah, man. Being under pastor, I was teasing him. Uh, when Pastor was talking about how the old timers say, if you want to know who's uh, going to have the carry the mantle, look who's carrying his bags. And I was teasing yeah. him, I was pointing at him, you know, because uh, yeah, because he's been doing it, man. Yeah, he's been doing it. But uh, for our people, uh, for sure, um, just not trying to be the boss. Just come to work, do your job, look for ways to improve what you're doing. Yeah, you know, be a benefit. Be a benefit because, and that's real. If 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 the if the, the the whole point of the job is to make some money, you're providing a service, but you, but you want to be profitable. Be profitable, yeah. But if you're unprofitable, then why are you here? Got to be more than just a paycheck. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta no, I, can, purpose, I can give a paycheck to somebody who's making money for me, as opposed to somebody I'm trying to support. Yeah, yeah. That's not the point of this. That I'm supporting you. You're supposed to be helping us get some money. But, um, man, and just that whole point about uh, how the Lord commands the blessing, and that's just so, oh, that it's so good. direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so he commands the blessing. Like, he ain't got no choice. Right. Oh, and yeah. the thing, and what's crazy is that nothing can resist God anyway. Come on, the blessing can't say no. It, that's right. He can't be, resist. Yeah. If he say go, it's yeah, going to go. But, like, when you see unity, it's like, you know, you can go, you, you overnight that. <laughs> you know, there like, get, get over there. Yeah, there's yeah. unity happening over there. Get over get there. Over there. We ain't talking about it right now. Get over there. Right, right. Go on now. So, how did you feel whenever uh, they hold up? They, they showed the slide. Uh, the, and maybe you could do that. Show that slide that has all the uh, the locations that has had reached out to us so far. You know what I'm saying? I can tell that they bless Pastor a lot, and they bless me it, a lot just it, to just to yeah. see. You know, it's one thing to to see a list, but when you see it on the map, you know of what God is doing, and that was and the, those who are watching they want want to see that you know what we have here in their city, and that's that's you know? crazy. You know, uh, earlier today, uh, I was chatting with Pastor a little bit, you know, during tithes and offerings, and uh, was talking about some things and all of that. And I told him, I said, it ain't like it was. Mm. It ain't like it was. And so when they put, there's the map, and they put the map up. Yeah. And we see all these places, you know, and, and way down there somewhere is Haiti. Yeah. 
all these places, you know, all these people who are watching, who want to be a part of the move of God, here. None of these people I would gather ever heard of Lafayette, Louisiana before Philadelphia oh, Christian Right, right, Church. right, right, right. What is Lafayette anyway? <laughs> yeah. The fourth largest city in the last state in the union. Yeah. Last in everything, but praise God, we Come first on, in now. the gospel. Hey, want a shot on and that <laughs> one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this is, man. It's just the power of God, that's man, it, man. And just that's it. And I and I love how Pastor brought up about Gideon and the three hundred. You know, right. and I mean, right. you had right. talked right. about right. that many right. different times, man. That's. That's, that's all it was, man. And, mm -hmm. and it was this great victory that took place against an impossible number. And the fact of it all that we never need to forget is that those 300 guys that went, they secured the victory for the nation. Yeah. They didn't say it's just us. Because this is not just about us over here in Lafayette. It's about... Come on, man. And it's to crazy the ends he, of the earth. how God always does that. He always could do more with less. That's right. And like that's like God's like his 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 characteristic to take the the least and do the and, most out of it, man. And so he's he a little it. city, and then you know Los Angeles, San Francisco, it, Las Vegas, Phoenix, San Antonio, Miami, it, Tampa, it, Nashville, St. Louis, y'all, New York, Chicago, it, man. You know this Indy, also. Man. You know this is good. This also represents, I believe, the prayers of the live stream audience. They have been praying for, for, for something like this to take place. You know, look, the Lord is answering y'all prayers, man. The Lord hears y'all. Proving himself. God is doing it, man. Your My prayers God. is not, you know, like I, I heard Deacon Bryce <laughs> say many times, we're not praying into the air. Come on. That's not just steam. No. It's coming out and evaporating. He's here. No, you're praying to a real God. Yeah. And praise God, we in a real ministry that God is really in. And this whole unity thing, that we get this thing together amongst us, um, one people under Christ. That's right. Because that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the, the bedrock of it. Amen. If we can stand on this part, then we can stand together. Glory to God. I like that. We can end it on that one. That was good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Love you, man. Love you, too. All right. All right. Glory to God. One people, one body, one Christ, one baptism, one salvation, man. We just got to be one, man. If you're on the chat right now, I want you to go ahead and type one right now, man. Thank you so much for, for being with us, man. Just a couple of announcements I just want to, uh, to get you guys to be reminded about. Got a couple of things happening in the next couple of months. Uh, the marriage ministry is coming up. We want you guys to sign up, register on our website, philadelphiacc.org. That is taking place February 16th through the 18th, man. That's a, uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, we want you guys to come on out, man, and uh, get get some get your the marriage, uh, get that tune up for the marriage. I love how Pastor said that. You know, we we, we tune up the car every so many months. We we get this checked out and looked at. We get the the roof looked at, man, but how much more, how important it is to get, you know, our marriage uh, tuned up and looked at. Also, we got the Feed the Block, man. Feed the Block, second annual Feed the Block happening March 8th. Um, that's coming up where, where we just go ahead and uh, celebrating Purim and just give uh, just give it to the community, man. Just a blessing for us to do that. Last year was our first year doing it, and the next one is coming up. Also, y'all, in March, uh, worship night, you guys, March 10th. 
be lifted high. Man, that is going to be an awesome night. And I think that's the, if I'm correct, I think that's the first worship night since the, uh, since the pandemic. We hadn't gathered yet for a worship night. And this time, uh, Minister Brown was saying how we'll have the other worshipers from Atlanta and Dallas all just coming in and converging. So, man, online family, you want to put that on the calendar, man. If you can't come through, man, come through. That is a Friday night in March. Also, we got Passover 2023 coming up in April, April 5th through the night. Mark your calendars for that. A whole week of, of activities that we'll be doing. Uh, we want you guys to come on out. We got the Word Explosion that's going to take place. On the 5th, we're going to have a formal event night. Registration will be coming up soon for that on April 6th. We're going to have the Exodus play also on April 7th. And we're going to be doing uh, the play Exodus, a stage play. That's going to be an awesome thing and a family fun day on that Saturday, uh, April 8th. All this information is on our website, philadelphiacc.org. Remember, we want you guys to get our Philly app as well. We got all the media, all the content, and even exclusive content whenever we do uh, interviews with Pastor Omar, just talking about things that's going on, uh, current events that's happening uh, in the world. We're going to be doing that hopefully soon this Friday. Uh, so get the Philly app. Go to your app store, Google Play Store. Uh, you just type in PCC uh, Lafayette. Look, till next time, we thank you guys so much, man, for joining with us. Man, hit the like button. If you have not hit that like button on the channel, if you have not subscribed to our channel to get those notifications when we're going live, uh, next time we'll be back here again for Tuesday Bible study. Shout out to Dallas for Monday night uh, Bible study and also Atlanta Bible study happening on Wednesday. If you're looking uh, to join them, uh, all that information and their locations is on our website as well. So this is Deacon James. Let's close it out in prayer. Most high God, we thank you, oh God. Thank you for unity, Lord God. Thank you that, that you are one, Lord God, that you are unified in yourself, Father God. You are self-sustaining, Lord God. You are full of strength and power, God. And we thank you that you have uh, given yourself to us, Lord God, to even be able to know you, Lord God. Most high God, just bless, Lord God. Bless you people, Lord God, as we uh, desire to strive to press for unity, Lord God. Let whatever we endeavor to do, oh God, that it would be blessed, that you would cover, that you would uh, have your blessing and favor upon it, Lord God. Give us the victory and all that we desire to do that is uh, that will give you glory, Lord God. That's going to give you the most glory, Father God. Bless the people of God this week. Hedge of protection around them, Lord God. Keep them and their families, Lord God. We, keep, we bind out sicknesses, Lord God. Give them traveling grace to and from their jobs. Bless whatever they're doing, Lord God. Give them favor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shalom, people of God. Be blessed.